beautiful soul family and welcome to the walk on podcast the podcast where i try to demystify spirituality personal growth and healing and whatever else i feel like talking about i'm your host Britt cannon and this week we're talking about being multifaceted this is one of my favorite things to talk about and think about and demand to experience and be received as I see it as like the cornerstone of my whole philosophy it is the foundation on which I build all of my relationships and it's how I live my life being multifaceted to me is the only way to be authentic is the only way to be vulnerable And it's the only way to find like real satisfaction and fulfillment and unconditional self-love. And then, as I always say, as above, so below, as within, so without, when you find that unconditional self-love, you have no choice but to see the world in a much more unconditionally loving way. I really wanted to include this topic with the perfectionism episode from last week, but I, one, ran out of time. I could... I'm so verbose, I could like drone on forever about these topics. So I have to limit myself to an hour per episode so I don't lose you. But, um, you know, I just think it really deserves its own episode besides. So it was meant to be this way. I will warn you, I'm having a little bit of trouble coherently speaking at times because of the Mercury retrograde going on. So just bear with me. (laughs) If you have that trouble speaking thing going on, just know that that's what it is. It's only for a couple more weeks we're going to get through this. Um, I'd like to kind of ground and center a little bit and do some deep breathing. Get our vibrations right before we venture down this path. I've already been recording for like... 25 minutes and just keep running into issues so I feel like I need a little reset as we get this final takedown this is the one (laughs) not doing it again so let's just take some of those big belly breaths in through the nose and then expanding our lungs and ribs our diaphragms down filling the whole center of our body up with as much air as we possibly can, holding it for a moment and then releasing through the mouth in like an ooh shape, blowing out a steady stream of air. And remember, the exhale should be longer than the inhale. Try not to think too much about it. Just like feel how good it feels to take a full breath and like go with the natural flow of your body. I'd much rather you breathe a little less deeply than like stress yourself out with the whole thing. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and inhale and hold and exhale. And again. Keep breathing. Mm-hmm. 
Being multifaceted is like the antidote to perfectionism. So much of our society is rooted in, I'll say so much of what is wrong with our society is rooted in expectation. It's a Buddhist principle to release attachment to release expectation. And in previous iterations of myself when I was unconscious before I was awake, I saw a lowering or releasing of expectations or the principle of non-attachment as this deeply unromantic thing. But it's because I was so codependent that I saw what was unhealthy as desirable, you know, like needing someone, really depending on someone, really expecting people to kind of fill the void within me that was my responsibility to fill. And I think so many people do this. You know, I'm probably going to do a whole episode on this this particular thing that I'm about to mention because I really it really irks me when people get this shit wrong or like try it's just I, it bugs me when people, when the good advice is like argued with. Because <laughs> when I hear good advice, even when I was unconscious, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense, you know? But it's that principle of you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. That doesn't mean you can't try. That doesn't mean you're unworthy. It just means that when you don't love yourself, you're more willing to have weak boundaries. You're more willing to settle for whatever comes along instead of what's worthy of you. It means that you might be prone to sacrifice yourself for someone else's happiness or that you might manipulate and expect people to to heal your wounds or deal with your wounds when that's really your business to be dealing with, you know? It doesn't mean that you can't find love and you can't heal together with someone. It just means that you'll have a much better time and a much healthier relationship if you do love yourself, if you do have boundaries, if you do, if you are a little bit unattached, you know, like attachment leads to dependence and leads to a loss of sense of self you know there's nothing in your life that you should be so enmeshed in that if you lost it it would destroy you and you know we all do that before we realize that we're not supposed to and it's fine it's totally fine that's part of being multifaceted to like forgive yourself for all the times you didn't know to allow yourself to be wrong you know I always say that being wrong is a beautiful gift because it means that you now know more than you once did but we're so afraid to be wrong because we're so attached to being right we're so attached to our opinions we're so attached to the identities that we've constructed around our wounds around protecting ourselves and I think that's why allowing for a multifaceted way of being is so important because it allows you it encourages you it makes you feel safe to settle into unconditional self-love and then you know it allows you to be more unconditionally loving in your life and allow other people to be more multifaceted and that just like enriches everyone's experience and that's how we raise the vibration of the planet which is really at our core what we're meant to do here to serve humanity in that way to leave this earth better than we found it and I know a lot of our programming tells us like there's nothing you can do it's this bad forever it's always been this way it will always be this way but I just don't buy that I think that that is manipulation from the powers that be in order to keep us beat down and exhausted and hopeless so that we don't work to better ourselves so that we don't 
experience the world in a more positive light and manner. Um, I've recorded this so many times in the last like few minutes that I can't remember what I said when or what I've said in this recording, but there's this Jewish principle tenant that I love and live by, which is we don't experience the world as it is. We experience the world as we are. So when we're expecting perfection of ourselves, when we are, when we have internalized the expectations of our parents, of our employers, of our teachers, of our institutions, and we're forcing ourselves into these little boxes, which are too small for us, um, you know, we do, we inflict that on other people. That's the whole thing with wounding. It's like after a certain amount of time, I feel a certain, like once you have avoided your healing work for, you know, a certain amount of time and it's different for everyone. It's like after a while it gets kind of set in stone and then at that it's never too late to heal but like it becomes harder and harder to see healing as an option and you get more and more jaded and you receive more and more proof that the way that you see the world and the way that you think you're going to experience the world like you get proof you get what you believe you're going to get sort of and um then it's just like when I was so afraid of rejection and I was like walking around all the time like I don't think I'm worthy of love like no one's ever gonna love me and then I would just constantly get rejected and I'd be like see there's the proof but it's like that my expectations were that that was how it was gonna go so then of course it went that way (laughs) um so then you get more and more proof and you get more and more jaded and more and more closed off and then you literally become a walking talking living breathing manifestation of your wound so like that's why these cycles of abuse happen these cycles of toxicity happen because you don't deal with it your parents didn't deal with it, their parents didn't deal with it, and then they just became their parents, you know? That's not like, I mean, there's always going to be parts of them that live within you, but you don't have to take the bad parts and become them. You can, if you heal those things and you transmute them and you really deal with your wounding, that won't happen. You'll just be love. You'll just be light. You'll just be healthy. Um... So I really feel that being multifaceted is like the only way to go. Insisting on being multifaceted. Uh, What does this mean? It means like kind of loving the contradiction. Someone recently said to me that there's both beauty and art within contradiction. And I love that. I love that. I feel that to my soul I feel that in my bones because I don't know it's like black and white thinking is I mean not just incorrect but it's like unjust you know saying you can only be this way or this way that's where all these binaries that we that are really harmful it's like white supremacy is a binary right it's like white and other like white is the standard and everything else is like lesser than on the hierarchy and like basically that sort of line of thinking requires that anyone who's not white to try and assimilate to whiteness in order to be accepted in order to be successful in order to be loved and that is incredibly toxic and it's just not the way the world actually is like if you open your eyes for two seconds and look around you see that that binary doesn't exist same thing with sexuality we see things as it's getting better now but like we have always seen things as straight and 
not straight. Like straight is the default and anything else is like weird and unacceptable and maybe even perverse at points in history, not that long ago, you know? But then again, you open your eyes, you look around and you're like, oh, it's actually a spectrum. And everyone has their own completely unique experience of their sexuality and they are entitled and it's the loving thing to do to allow them the space to express that in whatever way works for them. Same thing with gender. It's a motherfucking spectrum. Open your eyes. Look at people. Even cis people. If you, you can look around and like see in cis people that there's different percentages of masculine and feminine energy within each person. And each person has their own unique mix and balance of them. And like that is the way of a god is to like in order to be a real true alchemist or magician or um co-creator with source like back in the hermetic principles and like ancient egypt like gender is a is a uh one of the hermetic principles which means that you need to find your own balance of masculine and feminine energies. You need to know how to take action and sit back and receive. You need to know how to lay boundaries and nurture. You know, like that is, you have to be balanced in that regard in order to make magic, in order to co-create with the universe. So it's like a really important point for us to be able to embody gender in whichever way it's occurring in our soul uh I mean so many like cats and dogs like we see a binary of cats versus dogs of male versus female of black versus white and that's just not the reality it's like look around and you see so much evidence to the contrary so like why are these paradigms put in place because the more split you require people to be the more closed off the more cookie cutter the more conformist the easier we are to control because we're so distracted beating ourselves up for not aligning with the standard if we don't which most of us don't most of us fall short of these expectations you know it's like the same way that capitalism expects us to work ourselves to death to have no like they love throwing around buzz phrases like work-life balance but it's like you know they want you to be never get sick, never take off work, never be tired, never work less than standard. If you work in the service industry, it's like you always have to be happy and personable and have a smile on your face and every single your interaction you have with everyone, completely forgetting that like vibes are a thing, that some people you vibe with, some people you don't, and that's completely fucking okay. But jobs like that don't allow for that. They don't allow for the multifaceted experience of different people vibrate towards or away from each other in different ways and you can go up to like if you're a server go up to one table and like everything you say goes off like gangbusters and like everyone's having a great time and you can go to a different table and have use the exact same technique banter whatever and they hate you you know what I mean instead of like taking that personally if we could just go like it is what it is I just didn't vibe with that table you know what I mean it's like when we fall short of these expectations, which are illusory, they're false, they're programs, they're intentionally projected onto us to make us feel shitty. Same thing with like thin as the standard and anything, anyone who does not align with thin or like the correct body or whatever is seen as less valuable. It's like all fucking bullshit. And it's, you know, I truly believe that, like, I know it's a personality disorder and, like, a mental illness, but, like, narcissism, like, our society is uh, an abusive relationship, like, a narcissistic abusive relationship, where in which all of us are the victims and the people who are in charge are the perpetrators of, like, this kind of emotional sometimes physical, sometimes sexual abuse. And they, they rig the system in such a way that we will always fall short. And especially if you're 
still allowing yourself to be programmed by these binaries and by these expectations and you know it's like we're human beings we're not robots and like we're supposed to be flawed and we're supposed to enjoy life and we're supposed to relax more than we work and we're supposed to have loving supportive communities but instead we're our minds are penetrated with this like competition and lack mentality and like dog eat dog and like if you're not the fucking perpetrator of narcissism in your life then you're gonna lose out and I've experienced so many people like this and it comes back to being multifaceted because those perpetrators those abusers don't allow anyone to be multifaceted because they're too scared to touch their own authenticity to access their own life force energy their own soul power that they can't stand anyone else who's doing it and instead of just being like oh that person makes me feel insecure because they're so secure and they really shine a light on my insecurity so let me just let them do their thing and like find my own people they will try to belittle and make fun of and tear you away from that authenticity they'll try to make you feel insecure like they'll try to plant these little seeds of doubt within you that make you feel like you shouldn't be exactly who you are and that is like so cruel I cut those people off with a quickness anyone who doesn't allow me to be multifaceted anyone who doesn't allow me to fuck up you know like I I never fuck up consciously it's always like you know I make a mistake or I, I'm just imperfect, you know, we all are, but I really truly try my best to be as much as I can for everyone I love, and like, I try to be respectful and communicative and loving in every interaction and patient, and the people who give me that energy right back never complain, like, never even give a fuck if I make a little mistake or whatever, because they know me, and they know that it's not personal or intentional or whatever and they know I'll fix it if it does happen and it's the same for me with them like I allow them to be their full selves I accept them as they are because I accept myself as I am and it's a beautiful reciprocal like it's like fertilizer (laughs) you know not bullshit but like it's like a fertile garden to grow in because if you're afraid to fuck up then you're afraid to grow and people who make you feel like if you fuck up that's what emotional blackmail is it's like when you fail to live up to someone else's expectations which at the end of the day someone else's expectations of you are none of your fucking business like that's your choice to have those expectations that has nothing to do with me and usually they don't aren't even living up to their own expectations you know and that's what the thing that kind of kills me about like abusers is they truly project their own flaws onto you. So like they'll tell you something about yourself that doesn't resonate because it's they're not even talking about you. They're talking about themselves, which goes back to that thing. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. Um, <laughs> oh, I got on a roll there for a second. It's just about relaxing, getting to know ourselves, you know, understanding why we are the way we are understanding what is quote-unquote fixable or healable or transmutable and what things aren't accepting our limitations accepting our flaws you know and being really honest with ourselves I heard recently that most people cannot objectively see themselves like they they don't really know when they're good at something they don't really know when they're not good at something and they're it's like sort of impossible for them to self-reflect and I think again that comes from the this program of narcissism in our society that tells you like like you're entitled to all the attention and all the success and like if you don't get it then it's due to someone else stealing it like it just creates all this competition and like you know if some if there's like basically it says that there's not enough happiness or money 
or blessings or love like there's not enough for all of us so you have to like hungry hungry hippos get as much as you can hoard as much as you can and fuck everyone else you know when I think that's so counterintuitive to how humans naturally are like I'm one of those people that's like I'm an anarchist but not in the like violent way I just think that Believing that humans need oppressive religions or oppressive political systems, which really are like false idols, like religions in themselves, like hearing people talk about Democrat versus Republican when like clearly all those politicians are playing for the same goddamn team. And anyone who is an outlier in that is like very quickly beaten into submission. Uh, It's the same thing as a sports team. You know, it's like this is it's fun it's entertainment I guess but like to identify too much with it is I just don't believe we need all that I think that human beings are gods and goddesses walking around in the garden of Eden and what we've done is we've forgotten our own divinity we've forgotten our own multifacetedness our own expansiveness our own interdimensionality you know like we literally are the universe the milky way lives inside of you the earth lives inside of you you are a complicated system and network of living beings working together to make your body run you know like some people are very comforted by thinking bigger and bigger and bigger like i am the universe simple and complete, complex and (laughs) all-knowing. I am the universe, constant cognizant consciousness, infinite light, light, infinite love. That's a little poem I wrote. Um, But some people are kind of scared by big and they need to think small. So like you are a microorganism, you know, you're an ant (laughs) in this vast universe. And, you know, sometimes it's comforting to think of the insignificance, you know, like in 500 years, no one's going to remember me. I'm just going to be a dirt, you know, I'm just going to be a fossil. (laughs) Or some people like to think, you know, bigger, infinite, like I'll always be here. My energy, energy can't be created or destroyed. So like, where do we go? We go home, we go to heaven, which is back into the universe. We become everything. We become the people we touched. We become the stories we told. We become the art we made. We become the wind. We become the trees. We become the rain. We become the ocean. We become our ancestors, our future ancestors, you know, the work we do now is both significant and insignificant. Um, just depends on how you want to look at it, how it feels good to you to look at it. I like to look at it both ways because I am multifaceted. I think that the limitations we put on people and ourselves sets us, sets us up for failure. It's like, why can't we just be free to be who we are in each and every moment, you know? Sometimes I'm grumpy and I need to be grumpy. Sometimes I'm sad and I need to be sad. It's just like, I mean, this is kind of a silly metaphor, but like, it's just like menstrual cycles, you know? used to when I was in the throes of my eating disorder, I didn't really know how my body intuitively ate because I had denied it food and sustenance for so, so many years since I'm like eight years old. So my whole life, basically, I've been binging and restricting and binging and restricting. So I had no idea what the natural flow of my body and appetite and what my body needed. I had no idea what that was. I didn't even know that was like an option. And then when I started recovering, I started intuitively eating and I found that, you know, I have a pretty like moderate appetite like I'm not really like super hungry all the time sometimes I'll even like a lot of times I'll even like forget to eat like it's just not when it's not an obsessive thing that I'm trying to control I don't actually think about food that much and even sometimes I think of it as like a chore to have to feed myself 
Um, but the week before my period, I'm like a hungry monster. I am the very hungry caterpillar. I just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Back when I was dieting though, I I would be freaking out like, oh my God, I'm going to gain so much weight. Like, how could I possibly eat this much? Like what's wrong with me? I have no willpower. I have no self-control, like just beating myself up for this. Right. Instead of thinking like, oh, my body exists on a cycle And every month during this week, this happens to me. So this is just like what my body needs. This is what my body wants. This is what it needs. And I should just give it to myself without judgment and without worry. Because like that's what I'm intuitively guided to do. Um, It's like going with the flow of your, you know, listening to yourself, listening to your body. It's just like sometimes you feel super social and like super energetic and your body's really working with you and you're like I know I need to be out in the world and then sometimes your body and your energy and like what you're processing or astrologically it's like oh it's time to rest it's time to isolate it's time to be the hermit it's time to be the eight of cups in the tarot and go away into our hermit cave and rest and recuperate and process and heal and then when it's time to return to the world we will and just allowing these cycles to like naturally occur in our lives and our bodies and our experiences and then you're not freaking out when you like I think sometimes at least in my own experience I would confuse those like hermit phases with depression because when I was depressed you know I would be like my depression always came with like a heavy, heavy dose of anxiety. And I would, I was like agoraphobic. Like I couldn't leave my house. Even going to the store would take me hours and hours to work up the nerve to do. Um, and when I started healing and like those symptoms of anxiety and depression, which were really tied to one, me being on the autism spectrum and expecting myself to be normal, quote unquote, like being neurodivergent but expecting myself to be neurotypical like that caused me so much misery and so much anxiety for so many years and when I finally learned oh I have Asperger's that is why I feel like an alien in social situations that is why you know I can be so hyper focused and I have these like obsessions that I could talk about non-stop and like that's why I'm so weird basically and like I don't know, having a label, that's why it kind of bothers me when people are like, fuck labels, because it's like, ugh, a label can feel like home, a label can like, give you justification, and like, it can give you a reason behind a feeling that you've had that you could never explain, and like, that's what non-binary, that's what bisexual, that is what autism like those things freed me they released me they gave me a home within myself and once I you know it's kind of painful to realize oh I'm not normal like what I've always known and feared about myself is actually a hundred percent true like I'm not normal I'll never be normal I you know I don't really fit in society and like that can feel if you're not ready to know that that can feel so hurtful and so shameful but Luckily, when I found it, I always find everything at exactly the right time. When I found autism, I was like, oh, thank God. And it just allowed me to relax into my own true, authentic self. Now I can be like, hey, just heads up, I'm a little weird. And like, I need everyone who's around me like I'm so sensitive like not just like I get my feelings hurt easily but I'm so sensitive to energy and vibes and like intentions that if anyone around me is holding harboring animosity towards me because I'm not neurotypical then I need to release that person from my experience because that is going to hurt me that's going to trigger me that's going to make me feel all of the guilt and shame that I've always felt around not being normal um and that that becomes a boundary right like knowing myself on a deeper level allows me to create these boundaries which 
allow me to remain open because I think that should be the goal for all of us not to construct these heavy heavy walls around our hearts to keep us safe but to keep our hearts open and be able to give and receive love like without fear because we know that anyone who would take us for granted who would abuse that open heart that gentleness that sensitivity we have the strength within us to cut that person off, which is also where that self-love comes in. You know, you can't love someone else until you love yourself. Like you can, it's possible. But if you're so afraid to be alone that you're keeping people around who hurt you, is that love? Is it? Not in my experience. I remember I had this partner and I did not, I had increasingly better partners as I've gotten older, which I think is how it usually is. Um, But I didn't experience receiving love from a partner until I was like 28. And... When I finally, like, when I was talking about my trauma, when I was talking about the ways that I had been hurt in my life, and I was with this person who truly empathized with me, like, who would cry with me, who would hold me, who would be like, I'm so sorry you were treated that way, baby, like, you don't deserve that, like, my heart breaks for you, like, I can't believe someone, you know, like, just truly empathizing and, like, feeling feeling what I was feeling and like giving me the validation of like that's not what you deserve like it blew my freaking mind (laughs) it was so triggering um in the best way in the best way for sure uh you know and that like set a new standard for me that was like oh this is possible to feel this is beautiful to feel this is healing to feel and I will no longer accept anything less than this like that's where those boundaries really come in handy they keep you safe in the good way instead of safe in the closed off way if that makes sense um so like discovering you know like I will never be able to fix or heal my autism but in finding that label and in settling into that and allowing myself to be flawed in that way that I can't help I literally can't help it um it has it greatly reduced my anxiety and depression because I was not expecting myself to be normal because the the beating myself up came from me not being able to be normal but expecting myself to be normal. And I say normal, you know, not in like a derogatory way towards myself. Really, I say normal in a derogatory way towards normal people. <laughs> um, teasing, teasing. If you're neurotypical, you're cool with me. But like you know, I take a lot of pride in my autism. Like it, I feel the benefits of it greatly outweigh any negatives that should come with it, especially as self-acceptance, you know, radical self-acceptance. Like this is the way I am. I'm gonna get lost all the time. I'm gonna have these obsessions that like, it would be cool if you would be down to listen to me talk about. (laughs) Um, you know, like I see the world in a little bit of a different way. I process things a little bit differently. I need a lot more alone time than your average bear. You know, just like, <sighs> it's just nice. It's just nice to be yourself. Um, anything, like physical, chronic illnesses. You know, it's like, okay, this thing is never going away. This is a thing I'm going to have to deal with. So like, let me just not resist it. Let me just not hate myself for this. Let me just not beat myself up because my abilities are different than other people's, than what society tells me I should be. Like, it's so harmful to put these limitations on yourself. Um, Being multifaceted is like... You can be depressed and funny. 
you can have hurt people and be working to better yourself. You can fuck up in your relationships and still prioritize those relationships. You can be fat and sexy. (laughs) You can be, I don't know, depressed and fulfilled. You can be wounded and healing. You can be learning and teach. You can be, like I said in a post that I made on Instagram, uh, sexual and celibate. You know, there's, there's no right way to be. You can be non-binary and femme. You can be non-binary and a lesbian. You can be any assortment of beautiful facets. You are a flawless diamond, even if you have flaws, because your flaws are what make you you. Most of the time, what we see as flaws are just expectations of societies, of our parents, of our teachers, of our institutions that aren't even grounded in reality, that don't allow for individuality, who, that don't allow for multifacetedness. You can be healing yourself and receiving love. You can be a spiritual teacher and go out and party. You know, you can be in recovery and playing through life, you know? (laughs) I don't know. It's just like I could list these all day. You are divine and a human being. You know, you are a perfect, divine, flawless vibration of unconditional love and light. And you are also this mess of flesh walking around, bumping into other messes of flesh, hurting each other. (laughs) You are not designed to just make money for someone else until you die. You are not designed to meet these fucking checklists of what it means to be successful oh got a house oh had a family oh got married oh have a car oh do this oh do that you know like it's that is so reductive and limited and false it's false and it's really like the more you wake up and the more you allow yourself to be multifaceted the more you can kind of see when someone is living that sort of khaki lifestyle you know when someone is fully living in their programming who has never thought on a deeper level who has never experienced themselves on a deeper level who is maybe really afraid to open themselves and be vulnerable anyone on any level like even if you're not remotely spiritual If you can just like get to know yourself, experience yourself more deeply, like truly find love for yourself, like laughing at yourself when you make silly mistakes, seeing your patterns for what they are, taking responsibility for the ways that you were not the highest vibrational version of yourself at previous moments in your life you know like but also seeing the ways that you've been a great person seeing the ways that you've really helped other people seeing the ways that you've excelled seeing the ways that you've been resilient seeing the ways that your little stumbling blocks or hurdles have actually benefited you that these lessons are actually blessings. Um, all of that, doesn't that just feel better? Like, just hearing me talk about that, like, doesn't it just feel like, ugh, I can relax? It's like taking off jeans that are too tight at the end of a day and, like, putting on your favorite PJs, you know? <laughs> it's like, <sighs> I am who I am. It's just like we said in the last episode, I am enough just as I am right now.
and there's no limit to this like there's no limit to self-discovery some of the wisest like yogis and buddhas and spiritual masters at the end of their lives has have said I still haven't learned everything about myself every day I still find out new things about myself it's like going within is the odyssey you know it's the hero's journey going within peeling back your layers uncovering what has always been there remembering who you are waking up discovering embodying becoming like that is that's the path that's the purpose and we have so much fear about productivity and success and acceptance and external validation but it's like you know we think the solution is to go outward you know like get more validation like have a better partner have more things have a better job like when really if you go within and you heal what's not yours you know you deprogram the stuff that doesn't align with you truly doesn't align with your soul and you reprogram with what you actually believe with how you actually feel with who you authentically are the more you master yourself and you just express that authenticity in a vulnerable way in an honest way you know like Again, like the more you align with this, the more you become this, the more you can tell when people aren't. Because a lot of people will try to fake the funk, you know? They want to get to from point A to point B without walking it. They want to just like zap themselves there. But then there's no shortcuts on the path. There are no fucking shortcuts as much as you want there to be. And any corners you cut results in karma. Anything that's false eventually crumbles. Truly. Which is why it's pointless to like wish harm on someone that hurt you. Because it's like they're going to get theirs. You shouldn't waste your time and create your bad karma like wishing for that for them. Because justice always comes a calling. In one way or another. But the more you embrace yourself and you live your authentic truth and you lay those boundaries and you really love yourself every inch inside and out the the more you just sort of naturally flow to the right partners the right friends the right careers the right circumstances you know it's like fate is a real thing (laughs) but you have to you can't access fate or destiny if you're not following your intuition and you can't follow your intuition if you're not being your full multifaceted self if you're still putting that should if you're still putting that guilt if shame expectation if you're still living in that paradigm you can't really access your destiny because you're too busy living someone else's plan for your life and this is you know much easier said than done it takes a lot of fucking work it takes a lot of self-love to reject those expectations to cut off those people that don't allow you to be multifaceted who try to guilt or shame you or beat you into being who they think you should be and you know what It starts with your parents. It starts with your imprinted relationships. Not all parents are toxic, but I do think that the vast majority of parents have all of these expectations for their child. Like they kind of, it's just like with partners, honestly. You know, when you first meet someone and like you can't stop thinking about them and you're like imagining all the conversations you'll have and you you kind of concoct this like version this fantasy version of themselves in your mind instead of just taking them who as they are at face value and like learning to like discovering them learning them 
um, getting to know them. Instead of doing that, you like get to know the fantasy version of them. And then when they fall short, you want to be disappointed in them or you want to be mad at them or whatever. When it's like, it's really your own fault for putting them on a pedestal for like dehumanizing them or objectifying them or, you know, trusting your, your version of them instead of just seeing who they actually are so many of us do this in relationships I did this for a long time with a partner and the same partner did this with me it's like you have this image of the person and then you're just constantly for as long as it takes for you to get tired of doing this constantly trying to force them to become that person even though that's not who they are and that's never who they were and it's never who they're going to be and it would be better for both of you to release each other and move on to things that are more in alignment with yourself instead of making this person feel inadequate because they're not meeting your arbitrary expectations just like just be that was like one of the my first experiences of having physical visual auditory contact with like one of my spirit guides I was, I had just come home after my very first acid trip with my cousin, who I am very, very painfully estranged from at the moment because, like, he's stuck in my family's toxicity and cannot accept that they hurt us and abused us. And he's just, like, very much in the loyalty that being a victim of abuse, like, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Like, you until you wake up from it and it's it's so painful to like open that can of worms and be like yes I was hurt you know so most people don't even touch it they just want to keep denying that they were hurt they want to like keep telling themselves the story that their parents were flawless and you know it's it's really hard to do so if you've done that if you've like stepped up and seen your life for what it was, seen your circumstances for, if you can admit that you've been hurt in your life, whether it's by the system or by your parents or by your peers or whatever, if you can like admit, I've been hurt, I am wounded, you are a warrior, you are a superstar, you are so fucking powerful and you should be so fucking proud of yourself if you exist in life as a multifaceted being if you live authentically if you share yourself openly if you lay boundaries if you speak your truth you should be so proud every day you should kiss your brain that's what I tell my kids to do (laughs) when they do a good job like you should just just give yourself credit because it's so hard to do. But anyway, I, we tripped for like 12 hours and then I was like, chill, I'm going to go home. And then I went home and I didn't think I was tripping anymore. I felt sober, but I got in bed and I was like jerking off and I couldn't, like, I couldn't come. I would just like tense up and then it wouldn't come and tense up and it wouldn't come. And then all of a sudden this green being, appeared in bed next to me this like beautiful feminine goddess who was like covered in moss and leaves and like had the gentlest sweetest most divine presence of just like unconditional love and they laid next to me and they put their hand on my heart and they said just be my child just be and at the moment I was like relax be present just feel the sensations just breathe but as you know this is always how it happens it's like the guides come in and they plant a little seed you know in in one of these kind of simple phrases or just like a vibe or a you know a telepathic communication or a download you know it, it comes in kind of super simple and like simple but also complex so it takes you a little while it's like a it literally is like a seed that then blooms and you understand it and you get to see more of it as it blooms and like becomes its whole self so a lot of times they take a while to unfold but in that moment it was like oh be present oh relax oh just breathe oh release surrender it'll come you know you will come (laughs) but as the months progressed, I just be became a mantra and I saw it as be, just be, just be yourself. Just be authentic. 
Just release those judgments. Just release those expectations. Just release what isn't me. How do I actually feel about things? Who am I actually? What kind of life would make me happiest to live? What things should I be working towards? What's my path? What's my purpose? Where do I feel fulfilled? Where do I feel alive? Which relationships make me feel safe and valued and understood and accepted? Where do I feel belonging? Who am I? And let me be that. And let me fucking tell anyone who doesn't want to allow me to be that to kick fucking rocks. Go find people who are the things you want me to be and stop torturing me with your expectations, you know? And let me stop doing that to others. Just be, my child. Relax. Be yourself. Get to know yourself. Start journaling. The best time to journal is like right when you wake up in the morning. Like for me, as soon as my alarm goes off, I go get my little coffee. I get back in bed. If I have weed, I'll like wake and bake because I love being stoned. (laughs) And then I just write for however long the words come. Whatever pops into my head, I'll write about my dreams. I'll write just like whatever comes to me. I just write down without judgment. And a lot of, like, lately I haven't even been going back and reading them. I just, like, get it out of me first thing in the morning and then go about my day. Um, I also do it before bed, though, because, like, that's just my little ritual. But I used to go back and read them all the time, and I do it less now because I just, like, need it less now. I can process kind of more in the moment these days, but... I've learned so much from my journals. You can see the patterns of like, oh, I literally complained about this specific relationship for like seven months, same complaints every single day. And if I had seen this earlier, I would have let it go so much earlier. But instead I clung on and clung on and clung on and hoped it would get better and deluded myself into thinking that this person was interested in changing or like deluded myself into thinking that this person was quote unquote the one for me or that this friendship was all I deserved or that this job was impossible to get out of or that I would never be able to move out of my grandma's house after I went back there you know like just you can see where you're stuck where the tarot card the eight of swords it's like this woman who's kind of loosely bound her arms are bound behind her back. She has a blindfold on and there's these eight swords sticking up around her in the ground. And the message of this card is like, you feel stuck, but it's actually a self-imposed prison. It's like your own mental limitations are making the circumstances around you feel like they're holding you there, that you're tied up and in place. But the reality is you could easily wiggle out of those binds, take off the blindfold and see, oh, I'm not in a cage. This is just like a half circle of swords. And all I'd have to do is walk away from this. Like there's always a way out. There's always another way. There's always a solution. Um, Sometimes it requires throwing your hands up to God and being like, you fucking fix it. I've made a mess. I'm stuck. Show me the way out. Like Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) But anyway, getting to know yourself, releasing expectations, journaling, meditating, having people that reflect you positively, you know, having relationships that are really trustworthy and stable and actually loving are so, so important. And if you don't have that, don't settle for less than that. Just be with yourself, be there for yourself until those relationships come along. You just have to prioritize your energy and just like always act from self-love, not self-obsession, not ego, but true unconditional self-love. And like, that's what you will get back. And everyone who sees you doing that, who isn't doing that, will be inspired by it. Even if they pretend to resent you for it, even if you lose some relationships on the way, like everyone around you will benefit from your multifacetedness. So, so please be brave. Please be courageous. Please be loving and just be my child. Just be. I love you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Please share it if you think someone else would benefit from it. And I will speak to you next week. I love you.
Bye.